Welcome to The Rock Fight, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. I'm Colin True, and I'm back throwing rocks into the ocean because it's time for another outdoor movie review. And today, I'm reviewing The Meg 2, The Trench. The Meg surprised me when it made me want to go outside. Can the sequel do the same? Before we find out, it's the first week of October, so when you go digging into your garage for those Halloween decorations you hastily put away last year, make sure you also pull out all your outdoor gear bins, find all the outdoor stuff you're not using, and send it to Gear Trade to sell for you and put cash money for the upcoming holiday season into your bank account. Gear Trade will even send you a box and a shipping label to make it as easy as possible. Head to GearTrade.com right now to get started. All right, let's start the show. If a movie is a hit and demands a sequel, there is pressure to try and ramp things up, to take what people seem to like about the original film and dial those things up to 11. Sometimes that works for a franchise like John Wick, filling in the unknowns and developing bigger and more intricate action sequences makes sense. And because John Wick is more of a vibe than the central character of those movies, that works. When it comes to movies featuring big scary animals, monsters, or creatures, though, there's a long-running precedent of sequels that can't capture the magic of the first outing or just outright don't work at all. For example, Jurassic Park is universally regarded as an all-time movie, and including the Jurassic World flicks, has given us five sequels. And while there might have been some fun moments here and there, none of those sequels have come even close to the original. Jaws, same thing. And also, look at the majority of horror movies where the central threat gets yes-anded to death in the follow-up films. When I rewatched The Meg for my last outdoor movie review, I found it to be a fun, breezy time on the couch. A great turn-off-your-brain-at-the-movies experience where it didn't matter how realistic anything was. The filmmakers leveraged made-up tech and science that, pardon the pun, would never hold water in the real world, purely to be able to tell a story about a megalodon showing up in modern times. And for our purposes here, yeah, that movie made me want to go outside. I was keen to hop in the ocean afterwards, making The Meg a successful outdoor movie. The fact that The Meg seemed to so obviously eschew reality in order to make a fun, big shark movie made me optimistic that The Meg 2 would be equally as fun as the original and would sidestep the mistakes of monster movies past. Unfortunately, I have to report that this wasn't the case. So now I'm going to speak to filmmakers just in general right now. If you're making sequels to movies, you have to understand why people liked the original movie. And it's usually one of two things. The characters they formed a relationship with, or they've bonded with the world of the movie and they want to spend more time there. And I'm talking to filmmakers right now because there's so many bad sequels that were made because the filmmakers misread the room. Now, in order to save you from like a 90-minute podcast, I'm going to use the Terminator franchise as an example. So the Terminator, you have the Terminator and T2, maybe the greatest one-two punch in the history of cinema. And yeah, that's right, better than The Godfather 1 and 2. Because if I made you a list of movies that you would watch right now if they were on in front of you, Terminator 2 would be at least in the top five on that list. The Godfather 1 or 2, you know, probably somewhere in the 20s. Anyway, there hasn't been a Terminator sequel that has come even close to one or two, and that's because T2 ended with the end of the Sarah and John Connor story. They wrapped it up. So if you're going to go back to that world, tell different stories. 
create new characters that we will love. You know, maybe set during the war with the machines. Because by continuing to make a new Terminator movie that needed to retcon previous Terminator movies in order to center the story on John or Sarah Connor, you know what suffered? The movies! The Meg 2 falls into that same trap. These movies should be about Megalodons, not Jason Statham and his adopted family. By starting with the characters from the first movie, they had to then figure out ways to drop those characters back into situations where they'd have to face off against the big sharks and squids and stuff. And that means creating and introducing other characters and making the whole thing more complicated. And before you know it, we're putting people in Iron Man suits who then have to break into underwater space stations that are drilling for rare natural resources. And we have human antagonists. And the whole thing moves from fun stupid to stupid stupid. Not once during the first movie was I nervous, scared, or even concerned about who might die. It was just a fun ride. With the Meg 2, the worst case scenario happened. I was just bored. So I guess in a way, the Meg 2 made me want to go outside, but not because I was inspired by what I had seen in the movie. I just wanted it to be over and go do something more fun. Had they kept it simple and created another scenario where the Megs could be the star of the show, I don't know, perhaps they could have captured what was good about the first movie. But like I've already pointed out, this wasn't the first movie to fall into the trap of too much going on in the sequel, and no doubt will it be the last. For now, though, unfortunately, no, the Meg 2 did not inspire me to go outside. Maybe the right intern at Warner Brothers will hear this podcast before they make the Meg 3, and we'll get the sequel we deserve. All right, that's our show for today. Please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to The Rock Fight wherever you're listening to the show. What did you think of the Meg or the Meg 2? Send your feedback to myrockfight at gmail.com. We'll be back later this week with more ideas that aim for your head. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. And here to take us out is Krista Makes with the Rock Fight Fight Song. We'll see you next time, Rock Fighters. <laughs> <laughs>